All right, welcome to another episode of B. Now. <laughs> B. Now. And uh, here we are sitting at a park, got some tea. Beautiful sunny day. Yeah, and we're trying to escape the sun that's trying to follow us, <laughs> sitting under the shade here. Um, yeah, so my name is Arya. I'm sitting down with Osama Zaid. Mm-hmm. Hey, Arya. How's it going, bro? Doing all right. How you living? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the question. <laughs> living great, bro. Living great. Life has been uh, treating me very nicely lately. Uh, sometimes I think it's not like uh, the things that I really want that's happening to me, but actually even better things. So, yeah, it has been, it has been good. It has been good. So, things happening uh, to your surprise, you mean? Or? Yeah, so uh, I was supposed to go to uh, to Hong Kong actually like uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, I wanted to go there for like a meditation retreat, and uh, I was I wanted really to go, and I was traveling for like two days from Chengdu to Shenzhen, like a couple of trains and like the three trains and like a couple of days. I arrived to Shenzhen and like the lucky like my my good luck is that like at the same day of uh, uh, the protests was getting like really strong <laughs> and they were just like uh, like rushed into like, a government building or something like that mm-hmm. so I stopped they stopped me at immigration of course like someone named Osama an Arab has to be <laughs> So, like, the funny thing, it never happened to me, like, in the U.S. or, like, Europe or anything like that. It happened to me in Hong Kong, the one place that I don't need a visa to get into. Right. So, yeah, uh, after, like, four hours of interrogation and, like, stupid questions and stuff like that, they told me, like, you cannot enter Hong Kong. So I came, went back to Shenzhen at, like, 11 p.m. Like, by luck, I found a place to stay for a night. And I decided to go again to the next day because I just like thought I'm gonna force it. I'm gonna go there. Like I think if I'm gonna try from uh, another entry point, maybe they're gonna let me in. So uh, I tried another entry point, and then they the same thing happened. <laughs> it's like it's stupid of me like to expect an, another uh, output. Yeah, and I quote that they told me like uh, a very stupid thing to say after like four hours again of interrogation. Uh, people don't come to Hong Kong to meditate. People come to Hong Kong to be successful, uh, to do shopping or to go to restaurants, which is like a weird definition of uh, success, don't you think? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just like uh, was thinking about, especially at that moment, I was thinking about Wu Wei, you know, like uh, not forcing stuff. Mm. And uh, yeah, like one of my my main interests about China is its culture and its and Taoism and uh, the understanding of Taoism uh, and Taoism what they say is that uh, uh, you cannot you cannot understand it by words you cannot read about the Tao and like know what is the Tao uh, like I think it's like the first the first sentence I think the Tao Te Ching mm, opening line yeah. <laughs> yeah it's an opening line yeah the Tao that's written in words is not the eternal Tao mm. not even like the ordinary one so uh, yeah this is like was like a real life example for me. Mm. Like I was trying to force it, to force it to go, to go, and it, maybe it's not my time. Mm. So I just like in a eureka moment, it just like came to me. I'm in a train station in Shenzhen, and I wanted to go to Yangshuo, mm. and like yeah, I went there and I spent like a month and a half there, 
I didn't actually know what I'm gonna do there, where I'm gonna stay, I didn't have enough money. Funny thing is I spent a month and a half and I ended up leaving Yangshou with more money than I was when I entered Yangshou. And uh, I had the best of memories there. I became a better climber and... Uh, climber, climber. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my, my hobbies right now lately have been rock climbing. And uh, yeah, it is, I think it's something that many people should try. It's, um, it's beautiful when, you, when, you, when you're trying to, to climb, the, it's like to climb a mountain, which is like to climb a route, which is like 20 or 30 meters or something like that. Uh, if, you, if you look at it, you feel like, oh fuck, <laughs> I can never do that, it's so fucking hard. Same thing with hiking, you know? But if you just like think about like each step that you take, each position that you put your body in, and you just like think about that moment, just to be present. Mm. And this is something that I feel sometimes when I'm climbing. Not all the time, <laughs> sometimes. Because you cannot feel that all the time, I think. Yeah, we were texting before you said, I asked you how was it, you're like, it's like fulfilling and frustrating at the yeah, same time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because, yeah, you can be present, but at the same time you have limitations. You cannot, you, can, you have to accept that. You have to accept that. Mm. Uh, to gain mastery in anything, you need time and you need discipline in any kind of thing, in mm. art, in climbing, in... Time any, and discipline. Anything, mm. anything, anything. I think discipline is important, but you should make your own discipline. Like, I think my big, like huge part of our problem is that when you have discipline put on you, especially when you have like a rebellious character, many people of us, like I think, mm. we're gonna be listening to that podcast and <laughs> and who people who just like left their hometown to or like their home country to come to China are rebellious somehow, trying to get away from something. Right, like when so. I was coming, my whole family just put on a firewall in front of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, we're just like the word discipline for us is like a taboo right now, I think. Right. Actually like, uh, discipline is pretty important for you to achieve pretty much anything. So, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so you learn discipline through yeah. the hobby of mountain yeah, climbing? Yeah, yeah, climbing. yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot. It's something that I was, I had a big problem with discipline mm. since I was a little child. And uh, this was like, this is like a one thing, this is the one thing that made me, I like every day I have to do my exercises, I have to, to do the yoga have to like it's I have to I have to and it's not I have to in a bad way but I have I to, to I want to you know what I mean you know uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I get to, I have to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know one thing I wanted to ask you uh-huh, um, yeah, sure. was because uh, we were talking we have chats we talked before and, yeah uh, one thing you said that kind of stayed with me was uh, a, a few things but one of them was uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I was, we're talking to ask you because because you have this sort of elaborate epic story. Well, that's the way you tell your story. Is like so many things happening, <laughs> and and that's your life, right? I can relate with it. And uh, and so the question that came up for me was like, how do you connect with your intuition? You know, in all these crossroads, you know, mm-hmm. to make the right decision. You know, and, and through complexity, right? Because mm-hmm. life is not linear, right? So at all. And I asked you that, and you said, uh, and you're like, I always think about that or something. <laughs> so I wanted to turn to that question. Yeah, how do you connect with your intuition? <laughs> well, this was mainly what I've been trying to do for the past two years. Uh, like when I quit my job and I uh, uh, decided just like to travel for a year. This was me trying to understand my intuition. Me trying to, because basically like, you know that when they tell you like you have to listen to that inner voice inside of you? The inner voice. Sometimes that inner voice is not speaking in words. 
you know what I mean? Like sometimes that inner voice is gonna attract you to something. Sometimes that inner voice is lying. It is true. Like, how do you know it's lying or not? <laughs> you have to. You have to trust it, bro. Like, yeah. Trust. Trust involves both of them. How so. do you? How do you? Right. It's a subtle thing. How do? You, yeah, go on. Yeah, Inner voice. Like, like it is. Yeah, you just have to go with it. Like if it's right or wrong, you just have to go with it. But I, I can't say hundred percent it's right. <laughs> I can say eighty percent. Eighty percent. Yeah, eighty percent. It has been very good for me. Very, very good for me. Mm. But yeah, this is why I'm telling you. Like it, it doesn't have to tell you. Like uh, okay, you have to go to Nepal or you have to climb the Himalayas. Mm. But it can attract you to somebody who is talking and giving an inspirational talk about uh, how you can get outside of your comfort zone mm. so it, you start by doing that and then like you feel like this butterflies inside of you or like this you know what I mean like you're, you're just like your breath is not is not well it's like it's not like it's not like when you're falling in love but like you find someone that you like or like it is something that you just when I Okay, let me tell you about like when first time I st uh, I climbed a mountain. First, it was in Sinai in Egypt. So we have in Egypt a mountain called Mount Sinai. It's like a holy mountain. Sinai. 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 Yeah, Mount Sinai is where uh, Moses, uh, like this is where he climbed and then he spoke to God and got the Twelve Commandments and then went down. Uh -huh. So it's like a, a holy mountain and this whole area is like, a, this whole area of Sinai is where like many things along history happened. And... Um, Funny thing is, like, not a lot of Egyptians travel there because it's a little bit far away from Cairo, and we really love the Nile, so we just like stick to the Nile and try to get far away from it. So at that moment, I was like 21. I was beginning to travel more, and I wanted to see more and try to to exp just to explore. And this is like I think what I'm talking about. This was also like the beginning phase of asking questions and doubting. This was when we had the revolution in Egypt, by the way. We had the revolution in 2011, and at that time. Um, before that we had a president for like 30 years so you can say like we had a, my parents always had like a, no, a normal kind of life a routine life for 30 years but then all of that changed mm. in like 20 days mm. for me it was the best 20 days of my life mm. for many people who are not <laughs> but, mm. <laughs> but it was at that time that you think okay life hasn't to be lived like that it can be changed I didn't I, I always felt that was something wrong there has to be something else. Mm. And this is what I'm talking about, like your inner voice or stuff like that. This is where it started like doubts. Because doesn't the inner voice has to tell you like, it doesn't have to be like, you know when you say, when we say knowing, knowing there has to be someone who knows. It doesn't have to be someone who knows. You just have to know. You know, when a, when a water is flowing, it's just flowing, you know. No, no, nobody is flowing the water, you know what I mean? Mm. It's just flowing by mm. itself. So when you know, it's just like, I don't know how can I explain it, but uh, but just like you know, mm. uh, so so it's the same thing. Like it is. You just know it. You, you just you, know. You've been, you've been guided. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you cannot you cannot ask why, you cannot ask how, you cannot ask what. You just have to go through yeah. it, and then after you go through this kind of experience, this is why I think they always say you should always reflect every now and then, because if you I think. If you go with your intuition, if you go with the Tao, in between quotes, because I think both are maybe connected, you're gonna find out, okay, I've, like the same example was when I went to Hong Kong. 
I was supposed to go to Hong Kong. I, my intention was good. I wanted to go somewhere there. I wanted to, do, I wanted to meditate, for God's sake. But then I was not meant to go there. I, went, I was meant to go to Yangshou. Mm. And after I went to Yangshou, I understood why I was supposed to go there. When I, when I, when I quit my job, I'm an engineer. Uh, I had like, a very successful startup and all of that. And I'm quitting all of that. And I had like a steady relationship, by the way, like when we were talking about also about relationships, a girlfriend that all of my friends loved, but I always felt also that there's something that is missing inside of me. I don't want to say in a narcissistic way, it's about yourself, but it is has to be a little bit about yourself. If you are feeling good about yourself, you're going to feel good about everybody else. This is what I think about it. What's your definition of self? I think that, that's really mm. the thing. Mm, definition of self. Huh? <laughs> uh, so I don't know, like I can say I don't know, like a self. Self. I cannot define self because it's difficult to. Pin you down. cannot say you cannot say like the self is the ego. Like let's let's try let's try to find out together. Right, right. Like, do you think the self is the ego? The self is. It's like a sm- ego. I think like the small self. The ego. The ego. But what I mean with the ego is like the consciousness that you have. The consciousness that you feel everything so the self is like the ego is like the small self you say uh, it's part of the self part so, of the self yeah so like a bigger self so like intuition is our connection with the, the flowing nature of things mm, I would say so I would say I would Emerging. say intuition is like it's part of it's part of many ways that you can connect with with, this, with the unconscious or with the with the with Carl Jung and like the the psychologists say like the subconscious like it is like that big pool which is like my consciousness and your consciousness the collective, every, the collective mm. consciousness which Carl Jung talks about like you know there's also like the Indians have like you know the word Om like the Om of the meditation oh. Om yeah so Om has three syllables so this is what I've learned li- lately uh, actually uh, mm? Mm, oh, the, the, like I, what I've learned is that like you can say like whatever the, the, the words are like the old H and M but like they symbolize the three syllables symbolize four our four uh, you can say uh, way like you can say ways of bombing no <laughs> like you can have I will tell you and you can define them so you have you have the consciousness like the, the waking consciousness of like right now you you are conscious of where you're awake you walk you do and you stuff you of that and then you have your dream your dream while you're sleeping your dreaming consciousness when you are dreaming and then and then you are asleep and then you are consciousness that you are dream mm-hmm. that you are dreaming so you know that you are not awake and you know that you're sleeping but you're dreaming this is, so this is like first one is like when you're conscious and you're awake the second one is when you're like consciousness and you're dreaming the third one is where you're deep sleeping mm. the one when you are sleeping and there's no dream like when you sleep and then I you wake up awake, but but you're still you're still alive right you're still you're still living at that your time your heart's beating you're still alive but this is like a, another way of consciousness mm. the fourth thing is the silence that encompasses all of them that the silence that between each part of those consciousness so there was there was like this German scientist that was talking about like when we were talking about like there is no straight lines we are trying to, to, to straighten up many things in uh-huh. life and but actually like in nature there is no straight line like, you see, like in this part that we're staying in right now can you, see, can you see anything that's straight mm, 
not not continuously. <laughs> <laughs> there is no there is no straight lines, and at the same time there is no solids. Like he was talking about, like if we think that we have like this, if we thought that like there is like this is solid, that I am solid. Actually, I'm 80% void. I'm 80% emptiness. But we say I'm solid because like we just like need to say that because we are not crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> but what I'm what I mean what I mean was that is that hmm. so the Om has three syllables three syllables yeah. and the fourth is the encompassing is the, the silence is the silence between all of is between all of them four. so yeah all the om is describing is, is describing this four levels of consciousness you can say uh -huh. all like this is like all the levels of consciousness that you can live in like the one that you are awake the one you are sleeping and you're dreaming and the one when you are deep sleeping and like the silence in every one of them intuition comes in with dreams i think is the place where you can connect with that unconscious that's where like so what, what, I, what I wanted I want to talk about like the Indian Om is that because it is the same thing that like the psychologists like Carl Jung and Freud was talking about but like in a different way like when you look at when you look about when you look at like the Indian deities like Shiva and like and uh, all of Ganesh those, Ganesh and all of those like those guys like those mythologists like they seem like they come straight out of your dream like, mm, like right, right? right right where they come from <laughs> yeah, right. where do they come from right. exactly like this has been a question also for me like mythology where does it come from mm, and mythology, yeah. yeah like it's very important and it is like there is a, a huge connections between like the hero in like shiva this destroyer and creator in like the indian mythology horus in uh uh in the egyptian mythology Jesus, you can say also, it's the same, like he's the same, like hero savior, you know. It's always been about like this hero savior, but like, and all of those cultures don't having them, like not con being connected and having like this same kind of mythology. Where did it come from also? Mm -hmm. Why is, is it there? And why is it not mm -hmm. actually there in our modern life also? So you're saying our intuition uh, is. I don't know, connected with the mythologies mm. of the time. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, intuition, I think, so you can say like intuition gets, it's like straight, straight, mm -hmm. straight connected to your subconscious, exactly like your dreams. So this is why when you, when you get a dream, so what I was trying to say when I'm talking about mythology is that when people created those mythologies, they did not created them intentionally, you know. Same with intuition. When you have an intuition about something, you, it comes spontaneously, right? Right, right. It's it's the same thing also. You can just get in the way of it, which you can get in the way of it. It, it, mm. it doesn't come to you. Mm. When you say when you think linearly, I think it's it's. it's and the thing back to Wu Wei is like mm. it's the flow. It's, it's the art of non-action. It's just to get out of the, your way to let the energy flow. In a way. Yeah, to understand, to understand how, so, so what is the way? Mm. What is the way? What is the way? <laughs> so for the Taoist, I think like, the, the, for you to understand the Tao, to understand the way is to be in nature, because for them, this is like where we got everything. And not just like the Taoist, like everything that we have right, right. now in our, our life. Nature. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to be a sage to do that. You can, you can be someone who's living in modern, like uh, Chengdu right now. You know that we took everything from nature. We 
have planes right now because of birds. Uh, we have our our streets and our houses because of bees and ants. It's everything we got we got from nature. The thing is, like right now, is maybe like back then we were, and this is what the Taoists say, we were trying to go in sync with nature. Mm. I was travel when I was I, I went from Yangshou to to Chengdu. Like I hitchhiked from Yangshou to Chengdu through Guizhou. Guizhou is, is said to be like the poorest province in China. For me, it was not just like the province, one like one of the most prettiest places I've seen in China. Yeah, very beautiful with small villages, a lot of minorities, people living in sync with nature. Mm. Uh, for a modern person, you can say like, oh, they, they live very poorly. Like, look at the house; they don't have an AC, they don't have. Uh, we need to urbanize <laughs> them. <laughs> yeah, uh. but why do you think? What do you think that it's like that? Maybe they are they are happy. Maybe like when you talk like that, it's gonna make them like question themselves because they have been living so long in sync with nature that they think this is the way. So somebody coming outside and telling them, "No, you're living. You're not living it right. You're doing this all wrong." Doing this all wrong. <laughs> yeah. but I think I think maybe they they are doing it right. So yeah. So back back again back again to the Taoists. Yeah. So in order for you to understand, I think like the Tao or the way I'm reading this book by Alan Watts, who is like I can say like. A, uh, a philosophical entertainer. This is how he defines himself. Mm. Uh, he's one of the first people who who came, who traveled in like the, uh, the Eastern world and trying to uh, connect it to. Did you start with teaching English? He came here long before that, man. Yeah. Like you, like he died in the 70s, I think, something like that. Uh, yeah. He, um, uh, so yeah, like he. Uh, he was talking about like how the the Taoists were always meditating about nature. Like when you getting out of your, the, you're, you're saying like getting yourself out of your way, but it's not just like getting yourself out of your way. It's finding the position of yourself in all of that. You know, mm. you know what I mean. Mm. Aligning, and, aligning. Yeah, aligning yourself. And in order to align yourself in any place, you have to understand what is the environment that you are around, right? So. You cannot say like the, the, the people who are bef the, the descendants, like the people who were like before us, are the ones who understood nature. And now I, d I do not have to like meditate in nature and just like look at the trees and just like spend days doing that. No, I think you should do that. Oh. I think this is like what many people are missing. So letting our senses connect with the natural world. Yeah, yeah. You know, it reminds me of uh, of something a friend told me one time was uh, trust is present when the senses are full. <laughs> like the senses are not seeking anything? Yeah, like yeah. when you're out in nature, you're just uh, absorbing, yeah. right? Breathing and yeah. hearing. And, yeah. and not putting them in words, right? Mm. Like, you, when you see like a beautiful sunset or sunrise, can you just like, oh, this sunset is just like amazing and all of that, but, or you're just like enjoying it. With that said, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sitting down with me and recording. You know, like years down the line, we're gonna hear this and enjoy thank you, thank you, thank you for giving me like this uh, amazing time that you gave me, this amazing place that we're staying at. And I hope we can see you again soon, bro.